People are constantly asking me how I continue to look younger as I get older. (laughs) There are many tools that have kept me youthful, like superfoods, moving my body, hydration, belief, doing meditation. But a big one that I don't really talk about a lot is using non-toxic beauty products. I can't stress this enough. Imagine if you put toxicity on your skin, you are going to age quicker. And so many people are doing that in their face wash, in their skincare routine, which is just crazy to me. But this is why I love Anne-Marie Skincare, because their products are made safe certified, which means they are free of toxins, heavy metals, carcinogens, pesticides, and other harmful chemicals. They are also completely cruelty-free and are constantly improving their products and methods to become more sustainable. So one of the things that I really like is their body oils, (laughs) their lotions, and their face serums. It's so luxurious and it feels so good on my skin and it smells amazing. And right now, Amaris Skincare is gifting the Manifestable podcast listeners 15% off your order site-wide when you use the code MANIFESTABLE at checkout. Go to AnneMarieSkincare.com. So I'm going to spell Anne-Marie for you. A-N-N Marie, M-A-R-I-E, skincare.com and use the code manifestable at checkout to receive 15% off your order. That's amazing. And I have to tell you, they have all sorts of yummy products. So go shop and see what you can find because I have a feeling you're going to love it. Now, let's get back to the show. looking for the clues within your body. This is goes for like whether you're starting a business or with a lover, like what is your body telling you? Not just the mind and the stories the mind wants to, but what is your body saying? Is your body opening up? Is your body receiving the situation? Welcome to Manifestival. I am your host, Danette May, and each week I will bring you epic guests and live coaching where you can come to receive profound breakthroughs and courage to break old patterns and live into your soul's purpose. My mission is to remind people of their power and that they have the control to tap into their energy to achieve extraordinary things. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you what I learned about this dream property. I'm talking literally a dream property in Costa Rica, what it taught me about the power of manifestation and how this all works, my friends. So today on the podcast, we are going to go there. We are going to talk very vulnerably about this journey that I had that took me about six, maybe seven years to finalize. Maybe this is the biggest message of all is that we put these ideas around time when it comes to these visions we have in our heart or in our mind, these dreams that we have, that it has to be right away. If I saw it, it must mean that it's right away or it must mean that it's coming in the next few months or even the year or at least in the next couple of years. And I learned something really potent around this illusion of time, this power of visualization, this power of holding a frequency within your body through your thoughts and your emotions based off a dream. So we're going to go through this whole segment today. And I, my intention with sharing all of this is that you learn on a fundamental level 
how to truly manifest when it comes to the dreams in your heart and in your mind. Let's get started. I can't remember exactly when this dream started coming to me, but it would come to me in meditation. It would come to me in my quiet times. And sometimes when I was sleeping, I would see myself on a piece of land. I could see the ocean. I could see to the right of me that there was all this lush jungle. And when I went into the jungle, there was a waterfall and a river. And then I also saw that not only could I see the ocean, so I was up high enough to see the ocean, I had jungle and a river and a waterfall, but I still could walk to the ocean. So I saw people laying in rivers, clearing themselves, people healing through the power of water that comes from the river and then healing themselves in the power of the ocean, which we have, we all know all the rivers flow to the ocean. I saw them healing on this different level through vision of seeing something from being on the vision of looking out, like when you're looking out across a vista or out onto a, the mountains or the ocean. I had no clue where this piece of land was. I had no clue if it was an island or was it inland. Obviously, it was by water <laughs> with a river and an ocean, and there were lots of lush trees, so I assumed it was somewhere tropical. I would see this vision quite a bit, and with the vision, obviously, was this component of healing. I saw myself healing. I saw others healing. And then the vision over time got more and more clear. I started seeing the infrastructure of how the rooms were placed on the land with the big mama trees. When I say big mama trees, there are those big Cebu trees, Cebu, Cebu trees where you don't cut them. None of the trees were cut and all the buildings were placed around the trees and placed systematically around by the river so that you could do deep healing and then head over into the river. You had specific gathering areas and small little spaces where people could have their own sleeping quarters and feel like they were cocooned in their own sleeping quarters. And then when they wanted to communicate and gather with other people, there was community area. I saw fire elements, so there was a fire pit. I saw water and a pool, an amazing kitchen and farm to table vegetables and fruit. And I was like, wow, I see all of it. Where is this at? And so, of course, when I start to see things like this, and I want to bring this home to you, when you have a vision around possibly writing a book, or maybe it's starting a business, maybe you want to learn a certain craft like sewing, and you see this in your mind, you feel it in your heart, maybe you see someone else doing it, and you feel this deep longing or curiosity around it. This is what I talk about as the dream or the vision. It doesn't have to be land or money or a job or a craft or an artistry or a relationship. Some people see this with relationship. That means it's a dream and a vision in your heart. And so this is how you use the power of your own energy source to draw that dream, draw that vision to you. So of course, now I'm like, if I see this land, I've got to buy it. But of course, I've got to have money to buy the land. And most likely it's not in America. <laughs> so I've got to have cash to buy this land. This was my first internal thoughts. 
Now, when you see a dream and a vision, you're taught not to know the how or to question the how. There are certain elements that I knew about this. I knew that I wasn't going to compromise on this land. I was going to follow the exact vision. I also knew that if this was for me, the cash or the circumstance would present itself. I never questioned that. And nor should you. When you see something and feel something and it keeps repeating itself, sometimes we see things, we feel things, we get excited about things, but then the next day it just fizzles off. I'm talking about something that stays with you, that you can't shake that you're like, man, if I were to die tomorrow, I would hope that this would come to fruition. That might be a child or a lover in your life or a career that you want to start. So this is what I'm talking about, a vision and a dream. So with that, I would just keep imagining myself on this land and I keep kept believing, this is step one, I kept believing this was for me. I didn't know the how, I just knew it would happen. I didn't know the when, I just knew it would happen. I knew it was in the ethers. And we talk about this idea of in the ethers. I knew it was in the ethers because I kept seeing it, I kept feeling it. And it was delicious. It was almost like if I went there and laid on the land in my mind and swam in the river or walked in the rocks of the waterfall or walked down to the ocean and heard the crashing of the waves. It was as if it was already happening because in my mind, I went there and I enjoyed it. I would lay in the healing rooms. I would go out into the garden and pick the food. I would chop it up in the beautiful kitchen from my mind and as if I was already there. And that's all I would do. And this felt delicious to me. There was no feeling of, oh, I wish there was this here right now. I'm incomplete without this. No, I was in full completeness because I got to see it and feel it and taste it in my mind. Now, I want to bring this home when it comes to a lover, because some of you are breathing and tasting and sensing this with a lover or with this partnership, this partnership, this life partner, this soul partner. But there's this angst and this feeling that I wish it was here now. Why isn't it here? And I'm incomplete somehow if it's not here. Because it felt so good to go there in my mind. But when I'm out of my mind, it doesn't feel good. Can you go in your mind with this lover and know that it's already happened? So just go throughout your day as if you just made love with this lover. You just had this beautiful, delicious breakfast or time or beach walk with this lover. If you had that beautiful beach walk or made love with this lover in your mind and you truly believed that was happening, you wouldn't walk away being disgusted that it's not happening right now. You'd walk away and be like, I'm so grateful it happened. This is how I was with the vision in my mind around this land. There was no feeling of I am incomplete without it. It was just when it comes amazing, but I'm already enjoying it in my mind. Can you do that with your dream? Can you take this dream of this business idea and in your mind go there each day? And maybe it only takes three minutes. Maybe you're having such a blast with it. You spend a little bit more time with it because it feels so juicy and so fun. And then act as if it already happened. And as if, if you acted as if it already happened, there's no feeling of I need it to happen right now because you're in your mind. It's so powerful and it's so delicious. You're just like, wow, that happened. I just made love. And you might be telling, asking yourself, Danette, that feels really fake. That doesn't feel very authentic. If you were a child, now a child playing Legos and playing Superman as a five-year-old or fairy princess, would you ever tell that child 
because she gets done being the princess and putting on the the fake high heels and the the sparkly fake princess dress, would you be like, "Mm, you should be sad because you're not a princess in real life? No, she takes off that dress when she's done and she sits up to have her spaghetti and she knows she's a ding princess, even without the dress on. The same with the little boy who puts on the cape and flies around the living room pretending he's Superman. He's still Superman when the cape comes off. He still enjoy as he goes to the park and kicks the ball or plays in the sandbox with his friends. Can you stay in joy for what life is presenting outside of the dream? That, my friend, is the ticket. That, my friend, is the true person who believes that it's coming, who believes and plays in the realm of the vision. So step one. Step two is understanding that this whole idea of time from weeks, days, months, years is completely made up. We made this up as a Gregorian calendar for our human minds to wrap ourselves around this idea of meeting up with people or growing gardens or whatnot. But in the spiritual world and in this dream world, if you've seen it and you keep seeing it, it's already happened, this idea that it has to happen within a certain time frame on this linear Gregorian line of human line is throwing us all a curveball. We make up these stories which keeps us from the frequency of love that I'm, I must not be worthy, or I must not be working hard enough, or I must not be pure enough or pretty enough or perfect enough for this vision or dream in my life because it hasn't presented itself in this physical 3D form. When I say 3D physical form, that means what you're looking at right now, the car you're driving, the table I'm sitting at, the microphone I'm speaking into. So the second step is to understand that this timeline is made up. And if you're enjoying it in dream time and you're enjoying it in visual time, then who cares when this happens? I'm enjoyment. I'm in joy. And then the third step is to be looking as if it's happening and keep your eyes open. Look for the clues because you don't know if on this Gregorian timeline it's happening tomorrow or if it's happening in a week or if it's happening in a month or a year. Your only job is to be in curiosity. So this particular land, you guys, I didn't know where it was. Obviously, I would travel to Mexico. I would travel to Costa Rica. They seemed like places that would have a river a waterfall, a beach, lush jungle. But I was also open that it could be a place I'd never been. And am I being invited to a new place I've never been? Was it some island? I wasn't sure, but I was open to whatever wanted to present itself. And so that is the third step is just being in curiosity of what's presenting itself, knowing that ideas, that situations will present itself for you to see filaments of that dream and vision in our 3D. 3D meaning the very things we're looking at right now. Now, recognizing that this 3D world is not the only world we're playing in. And when we can recognize that this is not the only world we're playing in, you're going to be able to move through manifesting a lot faster and with a lot more ease and truth because this isn't all we're dealing with. There is another realm. There are multiple realms And then that is a whole nother podcast. 
But just knowing and having an awareness that this 3D world is not the only world will help you a lot on this journey of being a human. So then the third step I'm talking about is being curious. So anytime I traveled, I would just be curious. And so one time I really thought this land was, my brain started telling me it was in Nosara, Costa Rica. I was in love with Nosara because this land wasn't land that I was going to buy and sell. This land was something that I was calling my legacy land, where I would see grandbabies being that I would never sell, that I would bring my favorite friends and people and random people that wanted deep healing on. And so this wasn't an investment. And I loved Nosara. We had our family there in Nosara. We lived in Nosara. I had many memories, many growth for my personal growth in Nosara. So I thought it was possibly Nosara, Costa Rica. But every time I went to Nosara late, like in the last few years, I would look, I would actually go with real estate agents and look at different lands. I would fall in love with different pieces of land that had filaments of it. There was one particular land that had a lot of the same filaments that I was looking for. It wasn't exact, but it was very, very close. But the landowner, if whether he owned the land or not, that's to be debated, <laughs> was very sketchy. So it was, of course, wasn't working out. And each time I would drop into Nosara, I would go, mm, God, it feels different. Even though I want it to be here, it just wasn't feeling in the true alignment of the vision in my mind. I would meet people that had similar visions and even dear friends that had similar visions, but our filaments and our visions were slightly different. So was I gonna jump on their vision or was I gonna stay true to mine? This was what my journey was and I was just staying in the curiosity. Let's back up a year ago. A year ago from when this dream was kind of like, my dream was kind of presenting itself like six years ago. So a year ago, so five years in, I'm on a trip in Costa Rica. I go to Nosara first, then we drop into Uvita, Costa Rica. I remember being with my husband and as soon as we landed, it's just this small, tiny airport in Capos. And we were driving the drive. We felt our whole bodies exhale. And I have to back up. Actually, the year prior to that, I took my family down to the same area. We were only there for three days and we had so much bonding time over that three days. And then we headed it to Nosara for like a week. So it wasn't a lot of time, but I remember everybody going, I think we like this better than Nosara. My kids were saying that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So now I'm a year later, I'm back in that same area. My husband and I are like, something feels different. This feels amazing. This feels really good. Why do we feel so good? So following this curiosity, following what feels pretty good inside the body, not in the mind, but in the body, it was our bodies that were feeling amazing. Our bodies were like, whoa, what is this? Like we feel creative. We feel relaxed. We feel ease. We feel excitement. We feel love towards one another. What is this? So looking for the clues within your body, this is goes for like, whether you're starting a business or with a lover, like what is your body telling you? Not just the mind and the stories the mind wants to, but what is your body saying? Is your body opening up? Is your body receiving the situation? And we're there and we get put into our Airbnb. We meet the Airbnb host and, she, and I 
for some reason just blurred out because by this time I'm like letting everybody know I'm looking for this land. And I said, I'd really like to live here. And I, I'm kind of looking for land. And she goes, well, I have a lot right here that I could show you. And it required me leaving my friends. It required me to get kind of in following this new woman to this lot. And she took me on this lot and I saw the ocean and I knew we were two minutes from the water, but I could see the ocean. And then to the right, she was like, oh, that's all jungle. There's a waterfall and river down there. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is like straight out of my vision. This is starting to get a little interesting. And we started to proceed to walk down. She's like, I'm not going to go down there. Started walking down. It was the most lush, beautiful jungle with a private waterfall and a private river. And I knew instantly this was it. And I also knew that I needed to act fast. And when I say act fast, this is the next step. Because oftentimes we are presented with this idea that's towards our vision and our dreams. We'll be presented at the most random times, but we don't act. We don't step into it. We don't do the writing or do the thing or say hello when it comes to a partner. You need to act. And so I told her, I said, so is this land listed? And she said, it's not listed. It didn't even have a title. So you can imagine how sketched out I was. This is another country. It doesn't even have a title. I can't legally really even really buy it or put an offer down because there is nothing drafted up. And she tells me, she's like, if you don't make an offer tonight, the gland's going to be gone. And I was trying to tell this woman, I said, there's nothing I can make an offer to. There's no contract. There's no title. There's nothing. She's like, it's going to be gone. And this part of me was like, land, you want me to take you? You want me? This is like, this is straight from my vision. But I got to have like a title. I've got to like have something in legal form or I'm just being dumb. So I didn't do anything. I was like, we'll draft up a title and I will. I'll put money down. Like I'm good for this. I can pay full cash for this because I had worked so many years prior in my business saving money. So let me tell you something. If you have a vision and it requires monetary money for it, don't be spending all your monetary money. Don't be spending it all. Put it away for your vision. Put it away because you know it's going to require some cash. And that's also what I see with people is they have this vision, but they don't actually put the money aside if it requires that. They don't actually do the sacrifice for it. So here I am two days later, or maybe it was three days by this point. And I had all my friends were like, this lady's shady. Like she's shady. <laughs> they were like, do not do this deal. Something's off. They were not wrong. But I was also like, I know when I saw something and I've been seeing it, this is, this is the land. And with that faith required me to be like, one, I wanted to be business savvy, but I also was staying very open. So then once it got under title, of course, she was right. Someone put a, made an offer. It didn't have water rights to it at this point, And they made an offer. And I, I cried. I was like, wow, I was delayed on this. I didn't put earnest money down on this non-contracted titled land. And someone got it once it was drafted up because they put money down. So it was under contract under someone else. But I still thought about that land. And I, I remember in a dream and just within my own energy time, back when I was back in the United States, I was like, hey, if you want 
if you if this is really the land I'm supposed to be on, make a way, make a way. A month later, we find out that contract goes out between someone else and offered if we wanted it again. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. So then, of course, we made an offer because by then there was a title. So we make an offer. And we have to go through this woman who showed me the land and she isn't even a real estate agent. She just wanted the money for it. And since she felt like she showed me it, she was kind of being a bully in the system. And I responded to the bully. I'll keep that story out. Long story short, everyone was like, you're crazy, Danette. She is not trustworthy. She is not an agent. She is not going to represent you. There's not even any water rights. This is not a good deal. And you're putting cash down and it could be gone. And I still went forward with faith. So, of course, there was so much time because then there was all these hoops we had to go through. One, the land needed to be segregated. Two, we needed to get water rights. It took months. I'm telling you months for the water rights to come through. I never once said, oh, I don't think this is the land. Oh, oh, I'm feeling sketch. My money's not safe. I was so committed to my vision. And I feel that that is another piece and another step people miss is being committed to your vision. If you've seen it, you know the details, stay in it, stay in the trust of it. So... Of course, I was doing my own due diligence on the back end, but there wasn't a lot I could do. I had to just stay in faith. And I did. About eight water whites come through, segregation comes through. It's almost now nine, 10 months in. Of course, the land values have gone up tremendously over this time. We get wind from our attorney and from the seller's agent that the sellers are not wanting to sell to us anymore and they want out of the contract because the land has gone up tremendously in value. So they want either more money from us or they want someone else to have it. And they're already getting offers under the table. I remember our architect, by the way, I had hired an architect in the meantime, worked with this architect on the exact visions, which he would, every time I'd get on an architect call, I'd cry. Because he would draw me, based off my vision, the exact thing from my mind of each placement of the homes. Even down to working around these trees, it was unbelievable. So it's a very surreal experience. But once again, I'm putting out a lot of faith. I still don't have the title of the property or full ownership. We haven't signed fully for the property. And yet I'm acting in faith designing the design straight from my vision with an architect, spending money on it, and trust that this land will then eventually close. So this closing process is like, by this point, just last week is about a year. A year. And then we get word, like I mentioned, that they don't really want to sell to us. And we sent out another contract to them a week before we're about to close saying, hey, we want first right of refusal because they own the land below that land that we just were trying to buy. And I felt strongly that it wanted us to just preserve all of it and to make this a really beautiful healing sanctuary. 
that episode is yet to come because we asked for a first right of refusal. We also gave the a view easement. And if they were really wanting to get out, I was putting things on the line. Once again, trusting, but I need to back up. One thing that really helped me in this process to keep my faith, even though people were like, this is looking shady. They don't really want to sell to you. Your real estate agent's shady. You're not getting good representation. You're in another country. Your money could go. All the negativity, which by the way, This can rear up in any of your dreams, no matter what it is. You can have outsiders talking in your ear, trying to convince you that this isn't going to be a good thing. That's okay. And sometimes you need to take their advice. But in this particular situation, it was no expert telling me. They were just saying, yeah, this is a little different and it's a risk. And I was like, okay. So about five months ago, well, I would say maybe more like three months ago. So I'm already like, nine, 10 months in, right? With no closing yet. Money and escrow. I go down with the architect. I meet with the architect and I said, I don't really know this man, right? I have no idea if he's into this stuff, but I was like, I'd really like us to go onto the land and make an offering. Now I come from the belief system that this world we're living is not the only world, that this 3D existence is not the only thing, that there is other dimensions and other energy sources all playing into it. Animal energy, spirit energy, the spirit energies for sure, the nature spirits. Really, what does the land want? The energy of the land. Everything is energy. Everything's energy. So we went down to the waterfall. Mind you, it was during rainy season. I was barefoot, slipping and sliding in the mud to get down to this waterfall. We sit down there. And I bring a little bit of some rose petal and a little bit of tobacco because that's very ancient offerings that are pretty universal around the globe. And we say a prayer and we're like, hey, this hasn't closed. And ultimately, if you don't want this to happen, I'm okay with this. This is what this is a conversation I'm having with the land. And I'm like, but if you would love me to take care of you, to honor you, me and the architect agree to honor you through our building materials, through working around the trees, doing as little footprint as possible, really making this as sustainable, earth-friendly as possible. We would love to be stewards. We would love to be able to live here and to be among the nature spirits and the animal spirits and any spirits that may have inhabited there. But I got the strong sense nobody, no spirits actually inhabited that. No beings, even in the in, back in the day, inhabited that particular land. They might have passed through. They might have sat by that waterfall, but they didn't live there. And that felt really beautiful to me that I would be the first and my generation after me would be the first to put roots and energy and dreams and healing onto that land. So I just made that offering and surrendered my desires, even the vision, the dream to the nature spirits and to the other dimensions, right? And when you do that, and when you play in those realms, it frees you up to get out of the human condition, the human mind that wants to create up stories or the human mind that says my way is the only way. And I was really truly in surrender at that point. I was like, hey, if this land isn't going to be a safe place for my family and my future family, then the land knows. It knows better than me. And maybe this land is somewhere else. And this, it's just asking me to be in faith again, that 
if this doesn't work out, I'll find another piece that's exactly the same vision, maybe looks a little different, but has those same components of ocean view, access to the ocean, river and waterfall on it and, and access to a lot of foliage. And that is the surrender that you hear about in manifesting lectures. That is the full surrender. And I was fully in it. I was okay if this didn't close, if this fell through. I was okay that I had built all these architecture plans for that particular lot because I trusted the land. I trusted spirit. And when you can get into that space of trust and you can get into that space of trust through ritual, through prayer, through offerings, through these ceremonies, you can get there. You are infinitely more powerful and you can have this leaning back energy. It's not this craving energy, which you, when you have a craving energy, you just get more to crave. When you have a surrender energy and you trust that all things work out and that vision is going to happen, whether it's on this particular lot or a different one, you open yourself up to infinite possibility. So then I open myself up to that infinite possibility. Back now forward to a week ago, my husband and I had a trip planned to go to Costa Rica like months ago to do healing on ourselves which that's a whole nother episode too. When you do deep healing on yourself, you in correlation, deeply respect mother earth and then deeply correlate to becoming a magnet to more abundance. So we were planning on to going down to do deep healing work and we get word that they want to close that week. Coincidental? I think not. <laughs> so we are down there in Costa Rica, right by the land. We go and do an offering together. And as we, what the offering we made at that particular time was we were, we looked up our lineage. So my lineage comes from Sweden and Scotland and the plant medicine they use in my lineage is juniper berry. It's also used in Native American cultures up here in Colorado and this Northwest area, but juniper berry. So we took my ancient lineage and my husband's is also juniper berry, his ancient lineage. We took tobacco, which is a universal offering. And we made a blessing on the land, mixing it with the Costa Rican energy of their plants saying, hey, thank you. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for allowing us to be here and to be stewards and to co-create. This isn't our land. This is land. This isn't mine. We get to work together. We get to co-create together. And as you, we made that offering, all the animals came out, toucans, macaws, monkeys, birds, it just the jungle went off, big blue butterflies. Ew. If you don't believe in those things, you, you are taught really quickly how profound and real they come in 3D when you do, you play in the spirit realm. And we just had a moment of like deep, immense gratitude that we stayed the course. And the next day we were at the attorney's office and we signed. And I have pictures of me signing. I think the attorneys thought I was silly because I was tearing up and feeling so much gratitude. And I have to tell you the gratitude I felt on that day and that I will feel continually 
wasn't any greater or any less than if that vision would have happened a year ago or two years ago or four years ago. And that's what I want to share with you is that these ideas of timelines, free yourself up to these ideas of timelines and understanding that if you see the vision, it will come. Free yourself up that it has to be that particular person or that particular land or that way in business or that funnel because it could shift. But in the end, you're still getting the vision of what you stay, are staying true to. The fundamental principles. So if it's in a relationship, you have fundamental principles you're, you are desiring in a partnership. Fundamental characteristics. I was looking for ocean, waterfall, river, and proximity to the beach. Those were my principles for this land. I wasn't going to compromise on that. Don't compromise, but I was willing to have it be in Mexico, Zimbabwe, wherever it needed to be. Let yourself be open to the infinite possibility, but staying true to the finite principles that the vision has showed you. Lean back and surrender. Stay curious. Stay curious. Have infinite belief holding this energy that if you can see it, then it's already happened and be in the joy that it already happened in your mind. As soon as we have this feeling of, oh, it's not happened yet, or oh, when is it going to happen? We change the frequency within our body, becoming more of a magnet to more frustration, more questioning, more wondering. You guys, this is the juiciest episode I could ever do. If you pull out these essences I'm sharing in this story, you will be able to use it on anything you're trying to create. And it's not even about trying to create. You already are a creator. It's understanding you are a creator. You are a divine being. You are a magnet. 1000% you are a magnet. So if you are a magnet... What are you magnetizing? Is it doubt? Is it fear? Is it questioning? Or are you magnetizing the, the dream that's in the heart, the love, the joy, the ease, the flow? Looking down at your feet and knowing that you are on a magnet, check in regularly. What is the frequency I'm putting out? What is the energy I am emitting? because I am the magnet. Stay the course. Lean back, surrender, knowing you are the magnet, trusting in your frequencies, trusting in your joy, trusting in your vision. And maybe one day I'll be able to have you on this land with me. Maybe one day you will be able to reap the benefit. And if you are me and I am you, you will. Because what I do to myself it does impact anyone who's listening, following me, or in my sphere of influence. And the same goes for you. Your joy, your truth impacts those in your sphere of influence. You are worthy. You are worthy of the dreams in your heart. Remember these steps. And remember, ultimately, you are the magnet. All my love, you guys. Until next time. <laughs>